93. Welcome to episode 93 of the Wolfpack Podcast. 1993. What was happening? I was five years old. Nirvana was peaking. But what about 2093? I'll be 105 years old. Awesome as ever. Podcasting. Raising a family. Maybe making my pro fighting debut in the Ultra Masters division. You know what I mean? Who knows? You don't own my future. That's the story I'm writing, which is crazy, dude, because I've come to realize that we all have an inner author writing stories about the world around us, and they're almost always fiction. They're almost always not true. And so we go about our lives um, assigning meaning, assigning intentions to people, Assigning backstories to people and claiming it as truth, as nonfiction. When really, it's that pesky inner author writing narratives, telling us those stories, and we receive them as true. It's crazy, man. I think there's a lot of people around us lying to us. I think there's a lot of people around us with bad intentions. But there is no greater enemy than the one... (laughs) That we listen to constantly that lives inside of us. Crazy, man. 93. I haven't introduced myself. My name is Tyler Wolf. I am the host of the show, and I just want to thank you so much for listening. Today, we have three interviews on the show. First, Scott Joffe from Rufus Sport MMA. And then I talked to pro fighter Nasty Nate Jennerman, who has uh, a main event fight coming up on November 6th. And then I talked to a guy named Peter Johannes, who is the owner and operator of First Warning MMA Report. Um, You can follow that on Facebook, and uh, I encourage you to do that. If you're into MMA, you're into fighting, especially in the local Wisconsin scene, uh, that's how they'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on, or Midwest, I should should say. Um, Man, really good conversations with these guys. I appreciate them taking time to to hang out and talk with me. Um, And it's all centered around the upcoming fight card at the Waukesha Expo Center on November 6th. I'll be there um, in, uh, I don't know, a t-shirt? Look for me. Looking forward to it. Uh, Best of luck to all of my friends from the gym who are fighting. So, um, man, thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to the description of the show itself. You can support the show at $1, $5, or $10 a month. I appreciate everyone who has chosen to be a part of the Wolfpack. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for listening. Enjoy these uh, conversations with Scott Joffe, Nate Jennerman, and Peter Johannes, the matchmaker for the NAFC card on November 6th at the Waukesha Expo Center. Buy tickets at nafc.shop. Bye! All right, everybody, welcome to the Wolfpack Podcast. This is Tyler Wolf. I'm here with Scott Joffe. How you doing, man? Good, Tyler. How are you? Welcome doing to well. Rufus Sport. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we are recording this episode on location at Rufus Sport Headquarters MMA. And 
I normally record this. I have an office. I uh, record it out of my house. Sometimes I record the podcast from my truck, but I've never recorded it. Actually, I've recorded it at my gym in Oconomowoc, but uh, it's called Open Guard. But um, never have I been here. Now, Rufus Sport is like a world-famous fighting gym. Am I right on that? We've been told that. Okay, so I have a question. Well, yeah, and I think I that's mean, we do have, yeah, we've got, obviously, the home gym of uh, Anthony and Sergio Pettis. Yeah, um, and Sergio's so, here somewhere, right? Yeah, Sergio's training, right, you know, just a few scant feet away right over here. And if I'm not wrong, Bellator champion? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Right, with a big fight coming up. In Congratulations. The former Ryzen champ. As I'm yeah. looking over at Sergio. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah definitely also the home of... Uh, uh, Bellator contender uh, Emmanuel Sanchez, who's over uh, here as well. So yeah, and a lot of other big names have come through our door and, and trained here. Uh, Termon Woodley, of course. So uh, now let me ask you this: This, how long have you been in at Rufus Sport personally? Well, I've been Duke's partner since uh, 1996. Started out doing uh, some PR work for Duke on the shows that he was producing and, and fighting on himself here in Milwaukee. And uh, I had my own sports marketing agency at the time, so that gave me uh, freedom of my schedule. And uh, next thing you know, a couple years later, late 90s, I'm helping Duke uh, run the Duke Rufus uh, kickboxing gym in uh, Walker's Point, uh, you know, just south of uh, downtown Milwaukee. I'm uh, learning the business, basically, from the master, Duke Rufus, who learned it from his master, which would be his father, Pat Rufus. I was going to say, I mean, his family, I don't, I don't know him personally, I just met him a few yeah, minutes he, ago. He grew up in the sport, started, Duke started basically training as a four-year-old. Mm -hmm. So it's father, like in the blood, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, Duke, the younger brother of six-time world uh, kickboxing champion, Rick the Jet Rufus, sure, who's uh, I've heard residing that. out in Arizona now. So, yeah, definitely grew up in a martial arts family, and odd that my background did not include martial arts. I really wish it, it did. Um, you know, my, my parents kept me active. I was involved in other sports, um, team and in individual, and um, I had, you know, a wide array of friends growing up. But I really, you know, wish I would have participated in martial arts as a, as a kid, but I didn't. And so I, I met uh, uh, Duke in, in later life in 1996. and. Before you knew it, I was helping him uh, run uh, the school, and we were producing fight shows together. And uh, we produced shows from uh, you know together as a team until 2016, where we took a little break from show production. And now we're getting back into uh, our show, November 6th, North American Fighting Championship, appropriately named the Return, yeah. Waukesha County Expo Center, and one of the reasons why we're all here, you know, today talking about it. So, right. Well, that was what made me reach out to you because I know you guys are on the front end of, of leading this fight card. Um, let me ask you this. As far as this being like a world-famous gym, is that tangible here for the people that are here every day? Do people know what they're walking into when they get here, do you think? Well, it depends when you say people. The average person who might Google kickboxing Milwaukee or MMA Milwaukee or this or that, um, they bring a, a varying amount of knowledge of the sport with them. Some have heard of the Pet you know, Duke Rufus and the Pettis brothers and Emmanuel Sanchez, and others have not heard of, of any of, of those folks. And we are just a Google result, which yeah. ends up being a life-changing result for them when they come in here and they participate in our regular kickboxing classes at Rufus Sport, our regular grappling jiu-jitsu classes. Right. We offer some wrestling, some judo. Um, boxing as well so none of those classes require 
anybody to fight or spar. We're here this afternoon at Rufus Sport with our elite and pro fighter training going on, and right. some of our higher-end amateurs are also training today with the team. And if you notice, there's no other students in the school at this time. So the, the most hardcore, quote unquote, training actually, it's, and this is open to the public. If somebody sure. wants to come watch the fighters train from 12 to 2, Monday through Friday, it's open to the public to come watch. Uh, but it's not the time that we have our regular training going on with the regular students looking uh, for a fortress of solitude. For many people, that's the number one driving factor is finding a place where they feel comfortable uh, hanging out with the other people there. And in this case, uh, they also benefit from being able to work out, stay healthy, learn a new sport, uh, kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu, grappling, what have you. So. Yeah. It's a great atmosphere in here, if you notice. The cosmetic makeup of the fight team, really, uh, even though there's no females training at, at this time, and we do have a, a very large female student body, um, we have a, a fair amount of females doing jujitsu as well. But if you notice the, the ethnicity, uh, the variance of all the fighters, you know, you've got all different shapes, sizes, colors, you know, people training with us. So what you see here at the highest level translates down to all the students at Rufus Sport. It really yeah. is a nice fortress of solitude, like I said, for many people looking yeah. to just get away from whatever life's throwing at them outside. They come down here to lower level at 321 North 76th Street, Rufusport headquarters, and they're greeted by uh, the bright yellow colors everywhere, the yeah. smiles on everybody's faces. If you notice, um, this is not hardcore sparring or fighting training going on with our elite and pro fighters. So it's, you know, everything is well thought out here uh, from top to bottom at Rufus Sport. Yeah, yeah, it's an incredible facility, man. And, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to freak any of the fighters out, so I'll keep my voice down. Uh, I happen to have a white belt that just happens to have a few stripes on it. So, again, I don't want to intimidate anybody here. Uh, but uh, Hey, I'm, look, they're running. <laughs> <laughs> towards you <laughs> the, the whole gym is empty no no of course i'm just messing around i'm uh yeah obviously kidding no hey like any one of these people will tell you i i would bet five dollars that the first response from any of them is hey you got to start somewhere i started as a white belt yeah and that's what the response is going to be from the majority of these people duke really stresses that the uh, fighters and the students work their deficits. If you're great at grappling, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, work on your boxing, your striking, your kickboxing, work on your deficits. Uh, there's no shame in your game by admitting that you need to improve in certain areas. Um, one of the models that I came up with is um, the best never think they're the best. The, the best always think they need to get better. Oh, hey, that's good, man. Thank you. Well, okay, so speaking of that quote, the, the show that I have. And first of all, you lined up several people. I was like, hey, Scott, can I come talk to you? You're like, you can come talk to me and about five of my friends. So we got a few more people that are going to come on the show. But uh, kind of the name of the game for my show is curation. Basically, the idea of the show is if you have something smart to say, somebody probably already said it better. So I bring people on the show to advertise what they want to advertise, but also to recommend things they've consumed that they would recommend other people consumed. So whether it's a book on business, it could be a movie that you saw, it could be a quote that you heard. Uh, what should everybody read? What should everybody see? What's, what's made an impact on you that might influence someone else in a positive way? All right. I appreciate so, that. My answer really centers around the book, the movie, the philosophy, um, the law of attraction, the book, the movie, the, the secret. Okay. 
and which really is about the law of attraction. You get back what you put out into the world. Sure. And for me personally, it's it's held true. Um, I try to be a very positive person, a very positive thinker, and I try to surround myself with other like-minded individuals. And I've noticed that if I wanted something to happen, yes, you have to work towards that goal and work hard. And I come up with another phrase called push progress. I like to push progress. What do you mean by that? You have to make things happen. Things, oh, okay, I, pu- I push progress. Um, you can't wait uh, for things to happen. You can't assume things are going to happen. If you want things to go in, like these shows, like the NAFC, The Return, every day, I, myself and Duke are the ones pushing progress on this show. If we didn't make it happen, nobody would make it happen. This gym just doesn't look this beautiful uh, because we woke up one morning and it looks this way. We, we continue to have a goal in mind and we kept pushing towards that goal and we kept reinvesting money and we kept pushing progress towards our goal. So same thing with the book, the movie, The Secret. What you get out, what you put out in life, you get back. So I, um, I want a great relationship with my wife. So I'm great to her. Sure. I'm nice to her. I compliment her. I am thankful uh, for the things that she does for our relationship and for our home inside and out. So I express that by a lot of uh, sincere gratitude and thank yous and this and that. So the bottom line is you continue to create that upward spiral. Another, uh, I don't know if it's a phrase that I came up with because other folks uh, have used the phrase upward spiral, but just help people get into a downward spiral. For many years you can, uh, I've been saying for many years that you can get yourself into an upward spiral. So my relationship with Duke here with Rufus Sport, my relationship with my wife, I try to create that upward spiral yeah. where you basically have to water that garden, and that is by realizing that other people have their own opinions, their own takes on things. You're not always right. You have to compromise. You should compliment where, where you can. And just remember that it's always a team effort. And if you approach those relationships with a very positive, optimistic mindset, you're going to continue to just climb and climb and climb higher and higher and soar with more eagles and more eagles. I realized if you're pessimistic about a lot of things and negative about a lot of things, that's not going to happen. You're going to stay at a base level, at a grounded level. You're not really going to be motivated to push progress if you're pessimistic about everything. So I'm very optimistic about things. I don't like to take a lot of risks. I like to keep the risk factor kind of low. Sure. But once I determine that the risk of something is fairly low and we're not putting our necks uh, too far out there on something and we trust our, our systems or our infrastructure or our business plan or outline for what we're going to do, then we move forward uh, full steam ahead, like we say, ramming speed, you know, uh, as everyone's rowing as fast yeah. as they can, yeah. you know, ramming speed. And that's where I like to take things to. I like to be busy. Um, I'm a hyper diaper, you know, I'm a Virgo. Um, I look at things a million times before I put my stamp of approval on on something and but i like yeah. to put a, a good product out there so come november 6th you know fans are going to see a, a, a fun excellent local uh show this is grassroots this is where the anthony pettis and sergio pettis and emmanuel sanchez has started 
and we're going to have, uh, we'll talk a bit more about the card, but we're going to have 16 fights, and it's going to be uh, like a locomotive just charging into the station. Each fight's going to, you know, they're great matchups. We'll have Pete Johannes coming on soon with yeah, us. So you said the matchmaker for the fights is going to come on to the yeah, show today. Yeah, matchmaker Pete Johannes is going to come this, then. Yes. You're spending your time planning these, these fights in Waukesha. I'm sure it's a lot of work, more work than people realize to it plan is. a night of it fights. It is, yeah. Why spend your time putting together an event like this? Like, what, well, what's the why behind it? Yeah, obviously, right, obviously Duke and I don't make millions and millions and millions or even hundreds of thousands and thousands of dollars from it. It's, uh, well, you, you know, should start a podcast because money, I've made uh, like tens of dollars. <laughs> it's, you know, we're like... Uh, <laughs> Like a musician, a busker. So yeah, yeah, sure. We'll make we'll make some money on it, and uh, we'll pour some money back into the school. Sure. But first and foremost, we continue uh, to have the need to give local fighters uh, these type of uh, professional stages to fight on, amateur or pro. You know, these shows are sanctioned and ran by the state of Wisconsin. Everyone has to, you know, have be licensed and have all the tests completed. And you know, this is as real as it gets. And this is where many careers are launched. Uh, these are not easy fights for the Rufus Sport fighters. Uh, I like all of our fighters to have hard fights. Uh, it's the only way they're going to get better. Um, it's also, you know, the only way that people know that none of this is staged or set up or fake or anything. Where you know, this is all, you know, I don't know the judges who are judging our sure. fights and. Uh, so the main reason is to give the uh, fighters a chance uh, to compete locally. Um, it, it helps all the local schools continue to get their name out there. It helps all of the uh, local gyms and friendlies um, who have fighters on the card uh, promote their own programs, which helps the sport grow. I've always been a of the school of philosophy of the more schools like ours that put out a good product for jiu-jitsu, put out a good product for MMA, put out a good kickboxing product, a taekwondo school, a traditional martial arts school that really do a, a good job of helping people improve and change their lives. The more of them can only help society grow and become a better society. So um, I'm for competition, a good healthy competition. Yeah. It helps other people be become aware of the sport as sure as the fight team breaks uh, as uh, they, they end here. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate all the information. You said you set up the, the matchmaker's going to come on the show. He's going to give us the nitty-gritty details. Uh, but before yep. we get there, it's November 6th yep. at the Waukesha Expo Center. Yep. Oh, Where my God. We have a late addition to How the you doing, man? He's just This I'm is Tyler. Lenny, the gorilla, Rufati. He's going to jump on. Uh, you he's, know oh, my God. He's pushing me out of the way. About like, you joining the car. Yeah, Lenny, say, say a little bit. You know, you were supposed to fight. Last weekend, a little medical test mishap. We're not going to go into that. Right. But we are featuring you on our main card Saturday, November 6th in Waukesha. Give me a little bit of the gorilla. Oh, man, I'm very excited. I moved to Wisconsin three years ago from yeah. the East Coast, and this is my new home. I have a, a family here. Rufus Sport, everybody knows Rufus Sport. We're in Milwaukee. It's amazing. I'm bringing a crowd. I only have 10 days to get rid of my tickets. I think I'm already, <laughs> they're all gone. Yeah. So this, man, this is amazing. Duke's back. We're freaking excited. Awesome, NAFC, man. it's going to be a big thing. The next big thing in, in the Midwest is back. Nice. Thanks, man. Good to meet you and good luck on your fight. Thank you, guys. going to be a lot of red flags there. And I mean <laughs> Albanian red flags at the, at the show. Oh, nice, nice. Good to meet you. Thanks, man. Lenny right, the Gorilla Rufati. Thank awesome. you.
Well, thanks, man, for your time. And uh, we got somebody else in line coming to talk about the finer details of the card. And I think you said Nate Jennerman. Yeah, maybe? we're going to have Nate Jennerman, uh, one of our main event fighter from Rufus Sport. We'll be coming on with you with uh, Pete Johannes, the matchmaker. They'll chat a little bit about Nate's fight. And um, then uh, Pete will stay with you, and he'll talk about the rest of the card. All right, good. thanks, Scott. All right, everybody, I'm here with Nate Jennerman, and you're fighting on November 6th, right? Yes, sir. How you feeling? I feel great, man. First time coming back in like two and a half years, so I'm excited to get this uh, this first one out of the way. Uh, what was with your recess? What? Why'd you wait? Um, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on mentally, physically, and then, um, and then my COVID. wife and I had a child. And hey, congratulations! COVID, so, like, there's a lot of different things, and you know, obviously, the best part was having having my son. So, what's your son's name? His name's Kanan. How old is he now? He will be two. 10 days after the fight. And his dad's a fighter. Yes, sir. That's incredible, man. I got a four-year-old son. He'll be five just a couple weeks after the fight. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we're just basing everything around the November 6th fight card. You know what I mean? My yeah. son's birthday is three weeks. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you grow up in Milwaukee? No, I actually grew up in uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's about an hour north of here. Um, I trained up there at first, and then when I was 19, I started training down here. Uh, Did you switch. come here for Rufus Sport? Yeah, I came here for Rufus Sport. I moved down here for a little while, and then I actually live back up in Sheboygan now. Where I actually own Rufus Sport Sheboygan. So. Oh, okay, cool. So in, when you are in fight camp, so to speak, you are down here and someone else is running the show there, or do you travel? I travel. I live up there, so I travel down here, train during the day, this noon to two pro practice, and then, sure. uh, then I go handle business up by me. I'm open wow. four days a week. So. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Why... Uh, what made you, how long have you been running the gym? I've uh, been running the gym since 2018, I'm pretty sure. I think we opened in 2018. And honestly, we started it off as just like a weekend thing to just make some extra little cash, like doing privates and stuff. And then we're like, you know, you know what, let's just run some classes because that'll be easier to get people. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we were doing it two days a week. It was going okay. COVID hit. We had to shut everything down. And then we're like, you know what? When we open back up, let's let's dive in. We opened up four days a week, and like we've been killing it since. So it's yeah, been that's awesome. awesome, man. And that's a nice area too. Yeah, yeah, Sheboygan. I love Sheboygan. That's cool, man. What? Uh, how long does a fight camp go for you? Like, when do you start training seriously for a specific opponent? I guess um, for a specific opponent, it just kind of depends on the fight. I mean, sometimes you don't have an opponent until a couple weeks out, especially you know, like more on this local scene. Like, it can kind of just like, hey, this is your date get ready, we'll find you somebody. Oh, sure. Um, and, you know, so that's what it was because, you know, I knew I was a main event right away because, um, you know, I'm bringing in a lot of people. And then, uh, you know, finally they're like, boom, this is your opponent. I was like, all right, bet, let's go. How long have you been a pro fighter? Uh, eight years. Wow, man. This will be eight years. Yeah, that's I turned incredible. pro when I was 20. So. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> if you could snap your fingers... And make life, like in five years, where do you want to be? And you just get to choose your choose your adventure. What do you want to do? Choose my adventure. Five years from now? Yeah. That already made the money I need and I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be nice. Perfect case scenario. Because what, five years from now, you'll be 34, 33? 33, 33. Yeah, 33. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm 33 now and uh, I'm not Maybe retired. not quite retired yet. But yeah. You know, like, I mean, just running the gym and stuff. But it all depends on how the fights go, you know? Like, if. If I'm still good, I'll still fight. But sure, you well, never know. you know, you see guys, that's like prime for a lot of people. And I, I just heard it recently. Put it, somebody put it this way. I can't remember who it was. They said, 
that like early 30s is prime for so many people because it's when your mind is caught up to your body. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if that's true or well, not. Well, they already say that like you don't you don't hit peak athleticism for a male until like between 28 and like 32 or something like sure. that. So. Well, Meb Kuflesky, I I don't know if you know him or not. He won the Boston Marathon at 38. Like they you know say older about? guys run better. Yeah. They actually, like, if you look at, like, the categories, the younger guys are by themselves, and they usually don't place as well as, like, the late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And 38, I mean, that's a... I yeah, mean, that's... I think that's over the hill, but, like... Yeah, still, that's over there. Still good. pretty impressive. Marathons, brutal. I did a half marathon once. And oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I decided not to train for it. Oh, really? So which race did you do? I did uh, the... Hot cider half marathon up in Green Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I um, I don't know what I was hot trying. Hot cider to, hustle. Hot cider hustle. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't know what I was two trying to prove, today. but before I found two years ago today. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Before I found jujitsu, I trained at a gym called Open Guard in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Yeah, I know where that is. We got a few guys on the card on November sixth. Uh, Michael uh, Muter. Muter, yeah. Who used to train here before he moved out that yes, way, sir. right? Yeah, he's an awesome guy. Yeah, I think he's looking at a fight. Another guy named Ryan Mendez, guy named Sam Lapaz, another guy named Alex. I think is looking for a fight on that on that card. That's what's up. Anyways, before I found jujitsu, I don't know what I was trying to prove, but I was like <coughs> hooked on marathons. Okay, I ran seven or eight. I did an Ironman, and it's I, I obviously I loved it to do that many, but now that I've found jujitsu, I just wouldn't. I'm not. I don't think I'll ever go back and do it. I agree. One. Yeah, I mean this <laughs> stuff's so cool. I mean I I want to do. I mean maybe I'll try Ironman at some point, but I've done a sprint try and oh, cool. I want to you know just to say I've done it, but yeah. I, I don't think I'd actually get like into it into it just because this this stuff's so cool. Yeah. Well, there's other pro fighters that are pretty into triathlon. I think Diaz is. Diaz brothers, Paul Felder. Yeah, he just recently got into it, yeah. Yeah, we got a guy, uh, we got a guy, Jack, who used to train at our gym that's really into triathlon. He's fast, too. Okay, that's what's up. Anyways, um, so tell me. Okay, so Wolfpack Podcast, that's the name of my show. What is it? It's called the Wolfpack Podcast. Wolfpack Podcast. So it's all about curation and recommendation. It's based on the idea that you can influence someone not by giving them something original always but by recommending someone else's original work so the example i always use is there's a book i love called new morning mercy and uh my friend steve recommended it to me and that book has had an impact on my life therefore steve just by recommending it to me has had an impact on my life you see what i'm saying that's really cool yeah so it doesn't have to be serious doesn't even doesn't have to be a book or anything particularly what have you consumed that you would recommend to other people all right, so movie, book, quote, article, anything. I'll go with the. I'm I'm currently reading a book, and I just kind of started it. It's called Terraform. Okay. By Propaganda. Okay. Okay. He's actually one of my favorite. The like, rapper. Yeah. Okay. He's actually cool. one of my favorite musical artists. Yeah. Big time. So like, I recommend his music, and I recommend his book. I didn't know he wrote a book. Yeah. Tell me about it. So it's called Terraform. So if you know what Terraform is, it's basically like going out to other planets and creating a new world, which is basically what Elon Musk and uh, Amazon guy. Um, Bezos. Bezos wants to do, you know, yeah. so they want to create this new world. But he said, well, what if we terraform our world into what we want it to be? Hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's kind of, it's a mix of like poems. And I, I'm not through it yet, but I, I love it so far. I mean, the guy... I, I, I love his poetry, like his, his spoken word, his music, everything is so good. Like his albums, 
play start to finish, just go. Yeah, yeah. The only one I'm real familiar, it's got uh, Board of Education on it. Dude. Whichever one that one is. Crooked Ways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're like a super fan, hey? Yeah. I saw him over in West Dallas one time. No way. Yeah, it was pretty Dude. cool. So next time he comes around here, I'm going for sure. And actually, so like, he's on tour right now with Andy Minio. Okay, yeah. And uh, they had a tour date scheduled in Chicago. I was like, I'm going. And then I seen the tour date, and it was the week of my fight and I was like damn I yeah. can't go yeah <laughs> and then I was like yo they're going to Detroit the next week and yeah. I like, asked my wife I'm like yo you want to go to Detroit she's yeah. like hell no Not I'm like really. come on now yeah nah. <laughs> so they ended up having to cancel the date because of uh like some sort of uh airline restrictions and stuff oh okay so those areas so uh, hopefully, if it, I hope he does a tour and then I go see him as a headliner because he said he's not doing too much on it. But I mean, any little bit of him would be cool. So let me use some uh, some just like logic here based on the book you're reading, the artists you listen to. Did you grow up around church? So, yeah, I grew up in church and then I actually went away from it for like quite a while. And then um, I met my wife and then we got back into it. And then the church we were going to just made me fall back in love with Jesus, you know? Yeah. And uh, so then, you know, that, that that was a huge change in my life. And now, like, I'm not going to lie, I've been turned off by the church recently just with certain things, you know? Like, I, there's just a lot of little things that, like, I just feel so, like, adamant about, and they're so against some churches. I'm not saying, like, I'm not even saying my church necessarily um, as, like, the church, but, like, the people in the church and stuff like that and, like, high people up in the church that I've seen, like, say things. And I'm like, yeah, are you supposed to be Christian? Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think Jesus would have said that. Sure. You know? So. So do you has that sentiment and that's fine. You can speak totally freely here. Has that sentiment been something that <clears throat> has kind of risen up in your heart over the last year or so? Or is that like a long journey? They kind of like a distaste for things. So. I had like the reason I stopped going to the church was a distaste for the church. Um, and then I came back and then like, you know, just like little things like, and like I said, it's not even necessarily, it was my church. It's just like big churches in general, just like the Christianity in general, the way it was like going. And so like, that's why, like, I really like propaganda. Like he actually has a different look at Christianity. So like, I've actually been able to like, I'm still like, I still, I am a Christian, without a doubt. Yeah. And, like, Christ follower. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So, like, propaganda is one that I really like. And then, like, KB um, and Amin Hudson, they have a podcast that I listen to a lot oh, called, cool. like, Southside Rabbi. Yeah. And actually, propaganda has a podcast, too. Does it's he? called Hood Politics. Oh, nice. Where he basically breaks down politics into, like, street terms, which is really cool. Wow. That's cool, man. Yeah. So, growing up, what was your favorite and least favorite part about church when you were a kid? When I was a kid? Hmm. Man, when I was a kid, I guess, like, just, like, being around, like, some of my friends when I was at, like, Sunday school and stuff. But So relationships? I, yeah, relationships. And, like, I think that should, that, like, if you talk about, like, the church, that should be the number one thing is, like, creating relationships. Because, mm -hmm. like, the biggest thing is, is, like, if I'm out at the, like, people who go out at the corner and, like, scream out all this stuff, like, Jesus, Jesus, that, <laughs> hate this. It's like, dude, you're not creating a relationship. You're pushing people away from sure. the, the word. Like, you should be bringing people in. Like, 
Jesus sat down with sinners. He made relationships with sinners. All of Jesus's ministry is based off of relationships. Mm. So I think that's the biggest thing you can take from church. Wow. That's awesome, man. Thanks for your insight. Yeah. That's cool. I, uh, I'm working on this thing called, uh, in a, I'm here to interview you, so I don't mean to talk about myself. I'm working on this thing called Doubters Club. This guy started it out in uh, Colorado, I think Denver, and now he like helps other people start them. And it's a club. It's like a small group, a club. But it's basically the idea behind Doubters Club is to model relationships of people who don't think alike. And, you know, like I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, but one of the rules of Doubters Club is that my co-leader of the group has to be a non-Christian. That's part of the rules. Hmm. It's about people getting in the same room to hear each other and everybody, Christian, atheist, Buddhist, Hindu, all alike, though disagreeing with each other, entering into the relationship with the attitude of, I could be wrong. Because the fact is, is we enter into, faith is based on confidence, not certainty. And no matter what it is, we have to have an attitude of uh, love, and that has to come first. You know what I mean? Right. And as, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a pastor. I work at a church. Oh, that's what's up. And I've realized that if I can just keep that love on the forefront of my conversation, that's going to be the biggest wall of protection between um, me and becoming who you're describing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just let me lead with love in these relationships, even if I don't agree with this person or whatever. 100%. That makes sense. And love doesn't necessarily always have to be like easy. Like you yeah. can love somebody in a hard way. So. I like to say agreement is not a prerequisite for love. You know what I mean? I love that. Well, let's talk about punching people in the face. Um, yeah, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> well, um, November 6th. Yeah. You're the main event. Yes. What's your opponent's name? Uh, Mike Plazola. Have you ever met him? I don't know if I've actually met him. Uh, I mean, I know of him. Like, we've, I fought in Iowa before where he's okay. from. So, like, I mean, I'm sure our paths have crossed. And, like, we have mutual people that we know. So Nice, man. Well, I'll be at the fights. Awesome. A uh, bunch of guys from our gym, Open Guard, will be there. Yeah, like I said, we got some guys fighting on the card. Um, you know, I'm already painting a few guys' names on my chest, but I think I got room for more. And your name's not that long. So nah, not too bad. We'll see what we can Just do. Just put nasty on there. <laughs> so what, nasty Nate? That's nasty the, uh, Nate. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Last question. I'm glad I remember to ask you this. How old's your son going to be when you first let him see you fight? Undecided. Undecided. <laughs> yeah, Undecided. Yeah, we don't know. So last week Saturday, I had a I had one of my one of my buddies come in to spar with me, and he didn't like the intensity of the sparring. I bet. So I bet I bring my when I bring my son to my gym, I'll be rolling and uh, my son just wants to know if I'm winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And like, you know, jujitsu, like you look like you're on bottom, but like if someone's in your guard, it's an offensive position or whatever. But my son just wants to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he'll be like, uh, are you winning? And I'm not. I'm not going to, like, build my ego so much to be like, yeah, son. You know what I mean? So it's like a lose-lose. You know what I mean? Kids are so funny, I tell my son I'm losing. His dad's a loser. I tell my son I'm winning. Then this guy's going to smash me just to prove. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He just wants to know, are you winning? Yeah. Yeah, man. I feel you 100%. Yeah, so, like, we're undecided. I mean, it all kind of depends where he's at. Yeah. I I mean, he's already, like, hitting and kicking everything. So, like, I just hope he doesn't fight. Oh, sure. 
Yeah, I, mean, I hope he trains. I just don't want him to actually get in the cage. I feel like I've heard that from a lot of fighters, whether yeah. it be like I heard him on YouTube or in person or whatever. Say, Dog, I don't it's really hard want for me to watch kids. my teammates fight. Really? Couldn't imagine watching my son fight. Yeah. Wow. It's another world, man. I love I love combat sports. Uh, you know, I, I like to do jujitsu with my free time, but the the mental side of what you guys do is something far from what I understand. <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Yeah. I can't, I mean, yeah, I don't have anything to compare it to, so much respect. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Yep. It was great. Nice to meet you. All right, I'm here with my third guest of the show, Peter Johannes. Am I right on that? That's correct, yes. We've, been, we've known each other for a grand total of... I don't know, three minutes? Three and a half, maybe. <laughs> three and a half. So you are what they call the matchmaker for the NAFC card on November 6th at the Waukesha Expo Center. That's correct. What does that mean? So essentially what I do is, uh, you know, Duke calls me and says, hey, we're going to have a show. Okay. Uh, I need you to put the card together. So these are some of the names that, uh, you know, we want on the show. Yeah. I got to find the matchups for them, and then uh, we finalize and put together. I find some more, you know, locals or some drive-ins, and we put the we put the car together, and then we, and here we are. We're uh, a week out, and it's uh, you got uh, I think eighteen fights on the card. Okay, do so you fight yourself? I do not. No. Okay. No. Now, so do you see? I would imagine you spend a decent amount of time building relationships with gym owners. Is oh, that, correct. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So in Wisconsin, there's, you know, a dozen, dozen and a half gyms uh, to pull from. And, you know, it's just going in there and, and, and meeting either the coaches or, or sometimes managers of, of fighters and, you know, kind of finding out, uh, you know, where they're at in their career and what they want to do. And then uh, seeing if they're, you know, in shape and they're ready to fight. And if it makes sense, we put them on the card. Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Michigan originally. I've been in Wisconsin most of my life. So I, I live in Madison. That's my exact. I'm originally from Michigan. I've been in Wisconsin most of my life, too. What part of Michigan? East Lansing. Okay, cool. So. I have family in Lansing. I, gr- I was born in Coldwater, grew up in Jonesville, Hillsdale area. Oh, very and cool. I came here in the second grade. Nice. So I've been in Wisconsin. Yeah, most I'm, of my I'm, life. I'm, it's pretty much the same thing as you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. How old are you? I am 40. So, I just turned 40. So we've been here for about, I'm 33, so it's close. Yeah. Let me. So. I, I've been around, I've been a, U, a casual UFC fan for a long time, and then I've been really, really into it for, you know, last few years. Sure. And uh, I hang out at it, I've said it several times, I've had three, you're the third guest on this episode. Nice. So I'm repeating myself. I hang out at a gym called Open Guard in uh, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. It's Dan LaPaz. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And... Um, as I've gotten into this world, my eyes have been open to the fact that Milwaukee is really a pretty, I mean, it's like a fight town. So is Combat Corner originally here, or do they just have a location here? Um, I, I believe they're from here originally. Uh, you, I think you hit the, you know, the nail on the head. It's, um, as far as Milwaukee goes, yeah. if you're talking about the Midwest, yeah. Milwaukee is the mecca. Of mixed martial arts, and you would think that would be like you know maybe Chicago or St. Sure. Louis. It's not. It's, it's Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And, to and people be, don't know that. And Milwaukee's not even really known for that. Uh, it's it's yeah. cool, man. No, it's it's definitely cool. And, and it's you know it should it's largely attributed to Duke Rufus. Yeah. Uh, you know Duke is, you know if, if I would say, um, arguably uh, the most important figure in Wisconsin MMA history. He's he's the pioneer. He's he's the godfather of. Wisconsin MMA, you know, the, the birth of Rufus Sport and what he's been able to do here um, has been, it, it's, it's 
I mean, who else has done it? I mean, you're, you're talking about when people vote best gyms in the, in the, in the world, Rufus Sport is one of the first gyms named. Yeah. So, well, and I, as uh, Scott said earlier, I mean, Felder trained here, I think. Um, Am I right on that? Correct, yeah. Oh, man, I'm so glad I'm not wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, if even going all the way back, you know, if you go back to, you know, the beginning, you know, Dukes had, you know, obviously Anthony and Sergio. Pettises, right. You know, Matt Mitrione trained for a little bit. Uh, Pat Berry, Rose Namajunas. Sure. You know, you got Manny Sanchez, you know, and then you got, you know, what I think is um, important is, is this new crop of fighters that are coming up. You know, you got the Jordan Newmans of the world, the Rafian Stotts. Uh, you know, you got the Nate Jennermans, you got, you know, I mean, th this next group of fighters, you know, could prove to be the best of, uh, of what he's what he's uh, produced. Yeah. Wow, man. That's awesome. So you are the matchmaker. You put together these fights for November 6th. Correct. What uh, what can people expect? Fireworks. I'm telling you right now, I'm so excited about this card. So I, I don't miss. I don't miss a card in Wisconsin. I'm at, I'm at every event. I do a lot of the pay-per-view commentary for uh, other promotions, and, and I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm there. If there's a fight, I'm there. Were you up in, uh, what was that card up in Oshkosh just recently? I think it was LFA? LFA. No, I was actually in, uh, where was I for LFA? I was in uh, Louisville, oh, uh, Kentucky, you? for another fight card. Oh, cool, man. So I was down there for that, but, you know, I, I'm really excited about this fight. There's a lot of big fights on this card, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that, you know, yeah. in a little bit. But to answer your question, this is this is going to be a huge, huge card, and it's going to be something that's going to be, you know, you can look forward to going further. I mean, I think they're going to have the host their next one in February. Okay, and you can expect the same for that. Oh, cool, man. Well, that's awesome. So, um, Nate Jennerman, what's that fight? What are we What are we looking so, at? So, nasty Nate Jennerman, man. He he is his nickname. The guy the guy fights with. You know, uh, you know, a tenacity that you don't see often. He is—he's a—he's right on the cusp. Uh, he's sitting at thirteen and five. He's right at that cusp where you know, if, if he picks up a win or two here, it's either contender series, it's sure. a call to Bellator. Uh, you know, short notice fight to the UFC. You know, it could be PFL. But he's—you know—the blueprint to getting to that next level is out there, and he's followed that. He's—he's he's right at that cusp. So. He's fighting um, Mike Plazola out of Iowa, okay. uh, 16 and 12. Uh, really tough fighter. If you look at him, he's uh, the losses that he's taken are against top talent. So this is a fight that I think Nate needs to get over that hurdle to that next level. And yeah. and, and and Mike is here to play spoiler. So I'm real excited about this fight. Um, I expect uh, an all-out war, and uh, yeah, I'm pumped for it. That's awesome, man. Now. Uh I'm I'm biased on this one, but sure. Ryan Mendez. To, what can you tell me about this? Ryan fight? Mendez versus Gary Conkle is. Uh, I expect a lot of talk, and I expect a lot of talk at the weigh-in, a lot, <laughs> lot of social media building up. Gary Conkle, um, aka Playboy G, used to go by the name the Wild Boy. He he's exactly that. You know, he dyes the hair blue. He's in the cage. You know, giving the, the middle finger. He, he comes and he brings it. And an interesting thing about Gary is. You know, he, he bounced around a couple different gyms, but he's really found a home at, at Nova with Dan Newberry and Matt Leonard and, and the guys over there. Um, what he, city is that in? Uh, Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, for sure, Milwaukee. So he's, uh, 
he's he's coming to uh, you know I, I've seen a little bit of banter on on Facebook. You know, someone said uh, had made a comment that they had seen Ryan Mendez running up and down hills, and Gary commented, "Does he plan on running from me or something?" So hmm. it's going to be good. And I, I know Mendez is is back in the gym. He's he's training hard. Yeah, he um, looks good. Absolutely. I, I'm expecting. I don't want to say a classic striker versus grappler because you know Conklin's really putting the time on the mat, knowing that he's going to go up against you know a real tough opponent. Uh, I don't know who's going to win that fight. I think that's a it's a coin flip. Uh, I think it depends on uh, what Mendez shows up and what really what Conklin shows up because I think Mendez has been out of the out of action for for a few years now. And so, man, I'm telling you, I, I expect them to go in there right away, and uh, I don't expect a feeling out process. I expect sure. them to disrespect one each other, one another, and uh, get in each other's face. So I'm excited for that fight as well. Yeah. So so Ryan is out at open guard and uh i don't cross paths with him too often but man he's a he's a scary individual he's an animal yeah i've, I've talked to people in the gym they said no he's training really hard he really wants this and gary the same thing you know he hit me up this morning on 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 messenger and was just saying man i'm gonna i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna perform like i've never performed before and i'm excited yeah it's gonna be awesome man so i'll be there whatever i don't know where my seat is uh i'm trying to think I, Open a bunch of guys from Open Guard are going to be there. Excellent. I think I'm in Section F, and uh, yeah, dude, I'm excited. I've never been to a live cage fight oh, before. It's my first man, one. You're in for a real treat. Yeah, there's nothing like it. I've always said, you know, if you go into go to a Walmart parking lot, <laughs> and in one corner you're going to see uh, people playing, you know, three on three basketball. Going to another corner, you're going to see someone, you know, playing baseball. The other corner, someone's playing football, and then the, the last corner, a fight breaks out. Watch where the crowd goes. They all go to the fight. Huh. And you're going to see, you know, 16 of them or 18 of them. I, I lost count in one night. I mean, this is going to be great. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's a good, that's a good way to put it, man. <laughs> well, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate no, it. No, I appreciate Where do we get tickets? Uh, yeah. So you can get tickets at uh, www.nafc.shop. Dot shop. Uh, so yeah, dot shop, not dot com, dot shop. Uh, tickets are going fast. We expect the show to be completely sold out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously, you know, make sure you, like I said, www.nafc.shop. Make sure that you uh, select the fighter so they can get credit because they do get a percentage of their tickets. Oh, sales, you can do that online. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there's cool. a drop down box. You'll see the name. Hit it. So they get uh, the and, and and that's important because you know if you're a, a fan or you know you're there to support someone, that's how guys you know, get paid and how yeah. they get brought back on cards. And yeah, so. I think I bought my ticket straight from Ryan. I think. Yeah. Well, so we he'll, get, well, the gym was selling. Yeah, so. he'll get credit for it, so it's perfect. And then uh, Sam La Paz is fighting. He's one of the amateurs fighting, I believe. Yes, he's yeah. fighting uh, Isaiah Flores. Okay. Uh, yeah, There's, I mean, there's so many good fights on this card. I mean, Mark Chuinsky versus uh, Noah Bellini is going to be a war. Peter Kulibert versus Matt Leonard is going to be an absolute war. You know, you got Angelo Pettis making his debut. I mean, obviously, he's carrying around that last name. And What's his relation? Cousin. Okay, cool. So it's a debut. You debut amateur for... He's an amateur debut. Um, I'm super excited for that. Um, there's a heavyweight fight between Rufus Elston and Lawrence Phillips, which is going to be a yeah. crazy back-and-forth brawl. Uh, I'm just excited. I'm really, really excited. Well, listen, uh, if you got a 155er that needs a matchup, I will get in there. We both put our money on him, <laughs> and we make some money together. You know, I walk away, you know, that concussion, but, a, you know, a couple of coins in my pocket. I'll, I'll throw some feelers out there. All right. That's T-Y-L-E-R-W-O-L-F-E. All right. Gotcha. All right. For sure. <laughs> hey, thanks for your time. Yeah, man. thank you. I right, appreciate it.